well, it's, it's obviously that day of the month where we're on. I'm a little tipsy because, <laughs> as uh, he knows, I've got a bottle of screwball peanut butter whiskey next to me. And God, I'm going to hate myself in the morning. But you know what? You only live. Right. You only live. What once, once twice, twice, maybe. three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're, we're, exactly. We're not sure yet, so. The yeah. Life is still a mystery to us all. So yeah, and I just got back from my travel across the country, so it it was fun. I did I, I did wear my Providence City SC mask back, so it's, <laughs> there you go. I'm like screw it. I mean, it's the only one that I actually like right now, and I've got one that will get me thrown off a plane pretty quickly. And I yeah. thought about wearing it. Actually, I hid it in my back pocket. So. Yeah, then the FBI gets involved, and that's that's not worth it. So yeah, I contemplated that in Chicago. Say, um, Dad, who do you still remember in Chicago? He hasn't lived there since the fifties, so that might be a problem. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, most people he would know are dead. But anyway, it was kind of fun. Now I kind of missed some of the stuff in in soccer going on, but. I've noticed a couple things. Now, I last week's Canada-USA game is really about the first full-length U.S. national team game I have listened to since the um, since that day that we missed the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Because I've really tur- turned off. I had. I did. But until the Nations League final, when it was – I. I I didn't. I was going back and forth during the game just because, you know, I, I was like you, like, oh, God, that's all I need. And I said, whoa, yeah. this game is really exciting. So I, I went back and watched it a few times. So I said, oh, okay, good. This this young group is actually pretty good, so they're fun to watch. So, I, I mean, I'm watching the Gold Cup primarily just because the Roldan brothers, you know, Christian for USA, yeah. uh, Alex for El Salvador, who's been great. You know, he scored a goal in his debut. Uh, you know, they held Mexico uh, – you know, probably unlucky not to get a point at least in that mm-hmm. game. And, uh, you know, that Canada game, yeah, quickest goal in U.S. history, and then hold on for dear life. Uh, had to be yeah. frustrating if you were Canada because they, after about the first 15 minutes, they seemed to take it to us pretty much the rest of the match. We had a couple of moments, but, man, Matt Turner uh, played well. And, uh, man, Canada, the gang that can't shoot straight because – Man, they, they'd have to feel a little snake bit not to at least get up something out of the game because all they needed was a draw and they win the group. Uh, and they couldn't do it. Maybe that's where, you know, they've had that big winning streak, but they played teams like the Cayman Islands, you know, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that because, you know, they never make it far enough in qualification to play them. And they even admitted, uh, John Herdman even admitted it, they never get the opportunity to play the big boys of CONCACAF, you know. USA Canada or USA Mexico, uh, just because they never make it that far in qualification. But they have some good players. I mean, uh, the CPL is, might be uh, helping them out, and just the MLS has helped them out because they do have uh, – that's a better team I can remember them having in a long time. You know, I mean, Davies, Davies is at uh, Munich. Yeah. Um, David's overseas. Yeah. Um, I don't Kyle think Aaron. Kyle, no, Kyle, Kyle Aaron's in over. Turkey. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Aaron's over. Yeah, and really? he's been over for years. He's mm-hmm. he's got to get damn close to mid thirties at this point. Yeah. 
And they're, they're slowly getting players through, which is a good thing because, you know, Davies can't be the only one no. of, his, of his generation that's coming through. I mean, glad to see Jonathan Davis doing well. He's in what? Techniques? Or I don't know if he's moved or something because there's been a lot of really young players moving yep. around in recently, which is which is great. And that French league is becoming a lot of fun too. So, mm-hmm. Well, but, and I also think the Canadian Premier League has got to help Canada uh, at least just gets more players being pro longer because you think about it. Uh, I think at youth level, you know, if you go to Canada, there's soccer fields all over the place, but they never gets out of, you know, like just kids playing around, you know, they get older, they play hockey or they do whatever and they move on to some other stuff or the ones that stick with it end up playing pro in some obscure league in Europe, you know, the third division of, of Hungary or something, you know, and then, they get to kind of like the USA pre 90 where they'd have like one or two qualifiers a year and they, you know, or games a year and then they would just go away. And, you know, but I think maybe having a Canadian head of CONCACAF has kind of spurred them on like, Hey, well maybe we need to, uh, to catch up because they have made great strides. I think in the last, you know, couple of years compared to where they were, you know? Oh yes. Significantly. I mean, it's, 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 on that it was that close of a game. I mean, mm-hmm. scoring in the first minute and then having to have to defend for the next 89, that, yeah. that was so I, not fun. I had, Google, I had, uh, I was watching it on, uh, you know, I, I recorded it because I was doing some stuff and I started, I was like 10 minutes behind or maybe a half hour behind, you know, because when you're watching it on the, on the recording, say, okay, I got a dog wants to go out. It go out. And then I was getting so nervous. I said, you know, I got to see if we, what happened. And I looked, okay, we won. So then I went and finished it. I know that's cheating, but man, it was so nerve wracking. Yeah. Cause I, the way that second half started, I figured if that we were going to get, the best we were going to do was a draw. And they seemed to hold firm. They seemed to get it together a little bit, at least uh, wasted some time. I think that's some, somehow uh, where the Canada's, you know, they're rushing and rushing, and they weren't, you know, sometimes you need to slow down to speed up. And, you know, I think we killed the game off a little bit better than they were able to push it. So, and, and they were starting to get a good, yeah, it was nice. Uh, getting their little shoving matches, which, hey, it works for us, because at this point, yeah. that just wastes more time, you know. So. And that's mostly concap. I mean, when you're going to going to be going against the bigger teams there. I mean, you get against Mexico eventually. I mean, they're not they're not going to fall down. They're not Brazil that a B a B sneezes and half the team starts falling apart. So well, I mean, in Concacaf, a foul is a, is not always a foul. You know, a foul is a foul now, but you know it could be different in the half an hour. You know, because Concacaf is just it's just a slippery slope. Uh, <laughs> but it's always been that way. That's why it's, yeah. uh, you know, interesting. But we have to talk about the elephant in the room. I don't know you, if you probably didn't watch the game. I didn't because it was on at one thirty mm. my time. And that's even a little early even for me to get up. USA just getting smoked by Sweden in the Olympics. So I didn't see it. So I don't know if, if it was a, a close game where Sweden just took advantage of some mistakes. But it, the way I was looking at some of the, the comments – they just came and took it to us. 
and I think they do treat lightly, right. which is one country that you don't take lightly because if there's any country that has been competitive or not had the upper hand, at least at some level, is Sweden against the USA. Yeah. You know, it, this the, is the long gone is the time in, in women's soccer where they can just stroll. Mm-hmm. There's enough great teams out there where it can do and Sweden's been good for years. I mean, Sia yeah. Sunaga came out of there as a player and she's what? Fifty plus? Mm-hmm. Maybe sixty at this point. So I mean they've been obviously doing that since seventy. So I mean you do not take that serious and I get strangely I get the feeling with the women's team and I'm trying to try to couch this in a way because I'm not I'm not going the way most people think. Mm-hmm. For their own good. Yeah, a little that bit. They have the Brazil, England, the France of the men's side, where they just expect the win, and they don't get knocked around. You need to put a boot in on some of these players. Yeah. Because you read them where they're overpracticing, beat the world. Which is great. I mean, I, I like that some of these players go out there and market themselves. But at a c- certain point, I mean, some of the rashness, you're going to get taken out. Mm-hmm. And I know, this, I know sports is far softer nowadays than it was even in my time. And it was, that's yeah. even softer than it was in your time, mm-hmm. just, like, just a decade before. But still. You're going to put a foot in on someone. You're going to try to overly mark someone. That, yeah. If you, can't, if you can't tell me some someone is going to go after Rapone. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, she didn't the- start. But, uh, yeah, but I agree. I see what you're saying, though. They're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to get stuck in, you know, you would think. Oh, yeah. You're going to put your feet in on a couple of these to prove that you've got because you make a point on one of these teams. You have a great game against the USA. Yeah. That makes you over in Europe. If you get a contract for Leon, if you can get a contract for Arsenal, you yeah. show good. So you're not just going to be able to scroll in there, do nothing, and expect to win. Mm-hmm. You've seen that fail many times. Yeah. Sweden seems to have the USA's number in the Olympics. I mean, they they knocked them out in yeah, where was it? I'm just reading the article. They knocked them out in Rio, I think it was. Yeah, the earliest Olympic exit to date, and you know they tied them last time they played them. So you know, yeah, I know the USA's uh, on a 44 game unbeaten streak, but uh, you know that's when you got to bring it every game because every team is up for you. You know. Oh yeah. So. And they didn't, you know, as Rapino said, they just got their asses kicked. And which, yeah, three, I was shocked when I saw the score this morning. I said, oh, yeah, the, the women played last time. Whoa, three nothing. That's an ass kicking, you know. Uh, yeah, crazy. So Exactly. I mean, see, I don't know how good New Zealand is, so we'll see how they go. But they need some work because Australia is not a pushover. And, you know, you know Australia is going to be – uh, chomping at the bit. I'm just glad that we're not playing Australia next, you know, because this, you know, uh, or maybe uh, Australia would rather than play New Zealand. You know, you don't want to get a, a tiger after it's already been down. You don't want to, you know, you want to let them kind of 
all right, now we be- feel better about ourselves. Now it's back to business as usual. But um, we'll see. I don't know. You know, talk about a coach that's in the hot seat. He, lo- he loses one game. Yeah. And now, you know, you remember thinking about the last time they, you know, when they had the guy, the guy who got into the beef with Hope Solo, you know, he lost maybe two games and got fired after the Olympics. But, you know, not that that wasn't necessary. I mean, uh, I don't know. Not that it's hard to get into a beef with Hope Solo. I mean, Hope and beefs just go together. You know, she always had a beef with somebody. But on that one, I kind of saw her point. She's been the starting keeper, and you're going to put in the backup against Brazil because you got a hunch. Keeper, you never change, you know. So, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting. The Olympics just got the, – the women's uh, Olympic tournament just got more interesting, that's for sure. Oh yeah, exactly. I I like that. I mean, I don't. I do want to see. I do want to see them do well because it, it's just fun to see your your home. Yeah. and I mean, especially with like when when the men's team won nationally, like that. Yeah. That's a good because they need to build up as much as possible because they're they're finally getting to see what the rest of the world gets. Yeah. You do poorly and. Supporters just rip into you, so that's the women's team needs that. They're way too protected. They're way too loved. Now, a lot of them are fun to watch, but they're getting up there in ages. I mean, Rapone's going to have to in the in the next year decide if she's going to continue playing or be what she is. Mm-hmm. Alex Morgan's probably. It's probably a World Cup away from having to go also. Yeah. It's but crazy to think not... of her as old. Because I, yeah. I remember her just as a girl who was dating one of the, uh, uh, one of the rookies of, you know, of the Sounders that was staying in the hotel. I didn't know who she was at the time. She just came in to see, you know, because she was her hu- husband now, Servando Carrasco. And, uh, you know. They see they were kids, you know, but that you think about it, that was 2012, maybe. So, you know, that was nine years ago. So, and apparently they've known each other since like high school. Yeah. They, or they something. Were, yeah. It's one of those things. It's like, as you see in that, you see in sports so often, you see in big celebrity, you see people jump back and forth, and you mm-hmm. see so, so many random. People that have been together for so long. Yeah. I mean, there's people. There's people like um, Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's still with Freddie Prince. Yeah. That's like, God, almost thirty years at this point. You don't. Yeah, they. Uh, they were talking. Uh, one of the articles I read, they called said the same thing you said. You know, they had a lot of people on this uh, roster that wanted. You know, won the World Cup in 19. They won the gold in 2015. But now this is an old team. And, uh, you know, they looked old, apparently, against uh, Sweden. Australia won. You know, yeah. Brazil won. Uh, Netherlands won. Netherlands won big, 10-3 to against Zambia. I don't know how good Zambia is. Probably not very. Uh, Brazil won 5 nothing. You know, Japan and Canada tied. So, uh, I think everybody now, this figure the gold medal is wide open. And yeah. I th- that's good. I mean, I think uh, women's soccer has definitely leveled. I remember back in the day, I mean, Sweden's always been good. They've always been one of the the top teams, you know, 
and we have, but the rest of the world is caught up, you know. So it's, you know, Japan's World Cup winner. So Netherlands was the, they made it to the final in 2019. So, uh, and this isn't like the men. There is no under 23. This is just the full national teams uh, for the women. As far as I, unless they've changed that, but as far as I know, it's full national team. It would have to be if Carly Lloyd is still playing. I didn't even know she was still playing. Uh, yeah, and she's getting up there too. I mean, Kristen yeah, she's at 35. Yeah, um, not that that's old. No, that's not Kelly old for the o- earth. Maybe old no. for soccer, but not old for the earth. I mean, Kelly O'Hara is 30s plus mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, Julia Earth is nothing. I mean, she's got to be probably not even. 30 at this point. She's still a monster. I mean, I love oh. Julie Ertz, man. She is, she's probably my one of my favorite net because she's just a battler, you know, um, and tough as nails, you know, I guess. And I've always liked, I mean, she always comes up big, but um, yeah, it's crazy uh, how shocking that apparently, I might have to go find the game and watch it, but uh, I don't know if I could sit through it. Um, yeah, we'll just see how they do against New Zealand. Who was two one against Australia, and that's a rivalry game. So I don't know if the, how much that would play into that. Uh, I don't know how good New Zealand is, but I know if they're going to get up for anybody, it's going to be Australia. So, you know, exactly. But you know, at that, you know, at that point, I mean, I, I'm happy to see. I'm happy to see all this going. Did you see um, Orvath for the men's team? Is now with um, Nottingham Forest. I did, I did. I thought, I thought, I saw that. I was actually pretty stoked just because they were talking about him going back to Brew, you know, going back to, uh, you know, they're mentioning Belgium or uh, like Molda or something like that. But yeah, it's cool seeing him in, in the championships. So um, if he if he gets the job, if he ends up being the number one keeper, he's going to get plenty of games because you know the championship is. Uh, grueling. We'll just that's we'll just say it that way. Is a grueling league to play in because there's it's it's multiple game weeks every week. Uh, that's why yeah. I love it. You know, so. And Nottingham Forest is one of those that they need to get their type of Bielsa in there mm-hmm. and to sort that shit out because I mean they're really about one of the last that's down there that hasn't come back up. I mean Brentford's up. I mean Leeds yeah. looks like they're stabilizing themselves. There. Yeah, so. I'm thinking. When was the last time Forrest was in the Premier League or up at the top flight? It's. Oh, I mean, it's, it's it's 20 years. Has it been that long? Most. I think Frank Clark is the last to get them up after Clough died. Yeah. I think that's about the beginning because I know they haven't been up since I started watching in. Crap, it's got to be 06, 07 when I got Fox Okay, I thought soccer. they'd been there at least for like a season and got up and right back down, but uh, I don't know. But that, I was excited yeah. to see that because he needs to be in a league where he can – hopefully he can get some playing time. You know, yeah. Yeah, be, be a number one. Uh, yeah, because that, that would be one of those fun teams to come up because, I mean – the championship is going to be fun this year regardless. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good down there. And I like to see some of the younger USA players get into England. Because, yeah, we see them all in their Belgium, France, something like a third division in the world, which is 
weird, but mm-hmm. we'll go with that. Um, but you know, to get something because a lot of the a lot of the EP, a lot of the EFL is easy to get a hold of to watch, and they're easy to support because these teams get a hold of you now or um, make it easier. And I mean, yes, I follow is a pain because I tried that for Colchester when I was mm. doing some of the writing. But it's so it's so easy because these these teams try to put out the content for you, and you have American supporters now for a lot of these teams. Mm. So it's like you can go across the. Cost everything. Go okay. We want this. We want this. We could talk. We could talk on this. I'm sure if I dug any further, I could find a Rotherham fan club here in the states. Yeah. Let's see. I'm looking at Nottingham's thing. So, um, yeah, it'd be uh, and it would just be cool. I mean, there's so much history at the Nottingham Forest. You know, the the city ground. Yeah. Uh, it would just be cool to get them back up, or at least uh, in the top half of, you know, consistently in the top half of the championship. But that's such a uh, such a tough place to be because you have the you have those clubs, and I don't think Forrest is going to do that. A, I don't think they have the resources, and uh, to be one of those teams that mortgage, which I think is crazy, the Darby County approach. We're gonna, just going to go hell bent and try to make it and then not and just be in ruin, which is what a lot of champions, what Villa did and just managed somehow to, you know, lose in the final tread water uh, and then make it the second time through the, the playoff again uh, and get there. But, you know, very few teams do it like Brentford, which is probably the better way to do it is just build slowly and not, chase the you know if you make it great and the thing i don't know who's managing that team you know but what a if you want a a blueprint on how to run a football club when you don't have oil you know uh middle eastern money or russian oligarch money is watch them they buy smart they sell at a profit they're not afraid to sell guys He's like, well, he's a star. Yeah, but, you know, we're getting three times what we paid for him. We're selling him, and they use that money to find another player that's might may not be quite as good, but it's good enough. And they're still competitive, and here they are now, you know, in the Premier League, and they, I think they just bought a player from Celtic. Uh, yeah, they got um, um, Christoph Azure. He's yeah. um, Norwegian. Kind of like he goes back and forth between the – Defense in the mid- midfield. I mean, that's another. Now that they've got some money coming in, yeah, and it's, it's going to be a little bit different coming out of the pandemic than it was before. But right. still, having that money come in there, as long as you can get yourself to stay up, right? That's I the mean, thing. Yeah, yeah. Do what you have to. You know, consolidate, stay up, and then you can. You know, don't do Sheffield United. You had that great run stayed up and then just laid an egg the next year and went right back down. So, uh, which I think would be worse. Cause I think a lot of times they'll do that. They'll, they'll play it smart that first year. Oh, okay. We made it. We made it through the year. We didn't get relegated. And then they, whatever reason, I think the guys get, Oh yeah, we're Premier league players now. Now we don't have to do anything or they try to buy players. that doesn't work. And 
bam, free fall back to the championship. Yeah, because um, you don't you don't want to keep falling and falling. I mean, look what happened to Bolton and um, Portsmouth. Portsmouth's mm-hmm. got an FA Cup on them in the last yeah. fifteen years, and they're <laughs> still trying. Well, hell, Sunderland they're still in League One. Yeah, Sunderland. There's a better, a great example. Sunderland till I die. Watching that free fall. Ah, uh, you know. And, and just they get new owners literally every year now because the new guy, I'm going to, you know, Stuart Dallas comes in. Yeah, we're going to make it work. Uh, and that second season, just watching the guy who's who came in trying to manage to run the club and just their their whole approach to business is just like, well, what did you guys do before? We would just call Mr. Short for money. Uh, yeah, you can't do they just they're they're they, they didn't make any money. They, they didn't try to make any money. You know, they weren't aggressive on anything. Well, you know, we'll just call Mr. Short. He writes us a check. Well, the, Mr. Short's not writing checks anymore. You know, you're you're the promotions department. You need to promote. You need to sell tickets. You need to do this. And they're all like, what, what? You know, it was crazy. Um, you know, I, I could yeah, see the guy's head just like, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. There's a, there's a certain number of that group that needed to be cut out of it. And I, I would be I would be amazed if they ever try if they ever go back into Sunderland. Mm-hmm. Because that group has already sold out or is trying to sell yeah, out. I think they have own. new owners again. I think the Dallas group, at least they or else they brought somebody in or they finally just sold because I think that guy I think he wanted to do it, but you know. I yeah, think, it, like, it, it takes a certain money. yeah, it takes yeah. A certain amount. I mean, if you can get that team back up in the championship. Mm-hmm. Th- that will give you a little bit more money to push yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're a little too big for League One. That's what they say. But at some point, you got to, are they? I mean, they have a big stadium. And I know, yeah, yeah historically, they're a massive club. But. Are they that anymore? Maybe they'd be better off just saying, you know what? We're a League One club now. Let's try to run it like a League One club. And then maybe they would, you know, take some of the pressure off other than maybe they're – I mean, I think their core fans are going to come because it's mm-hmm. – I don't think there's a lot to do in Sunderland because there's apparently not a lot of jobs. At the, at the economic, the economy is kind of depressed, which I think uh, is not unusual uh, at, at this point for anybody anywhere uh and just kind of can say well, let's just be a league one club for a while and try to build as opposed to you know think of themselves as a premier league club back in league one uh yeah. well, they've been in league one this is their third year they're not a premier league club anymore they're a league one club you know and they're not even consistently in the top half of the table of league one yeah yeah which is, which is the sad thing i mean they should have taken yeah. that approach like Leeds did because I mean, yes, Leeds floundered in the championship for a while and, and went through and they, more coaches. Yeah. And they were in League coach. One for a while. Yeah, I mean, they had to recover from all the crap that they did. Yeah. And, or, but they finally leveled themselves out and got off. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, can, you can work yourself up the division slowly yeah. and, do, and take a um, – Take a fall down. It's kind of it's it's possible, but yeah. these teams have got to stop dumping managers every six months. Yeah. 
that's literally what is screwed Nottingham Forest. I mean, mm-hmm. the groups that they have brought in, because I remember we talked to the you know, um, American Nottingham Forest group, yep, and I when remember. we were talking to them, uh, Martin O'Neill had just come in. Yeah. And he's a legend there in nothing. The yeah. fans ran him out. Yeah, that's – it's crazy, um, you know. But, you know, I mean, and at least uh, Sunderland's got some company. You know, she- you- Sheffield Wednesday is in League One now. So, yeah. uh, uh, I think Darby's heading there. How, so. Yeah, I and mean, people don't realize how big Sheffield Wednesday was. <sighs> you know. I mean, they had it yeah. before the money really came in, and then just, wow. Well, yeah, that's the thing, you know. You look at the English, you know, Man United's always been Man United. At least, uh, we'll say for the Ferguson, Man United, they were always that big club. Liverpool's always been Liverpool, you know, always a big club. Arsenal's always been a big club. I don't know where Tottenham, they, they're they a big club because they're in London, but are they? Because, you know, other than winning the, the League Cup, you know, that's the only trophy I have ever remembered them winning uh, since I've started following it. They've won it a yeah. few times, you know. But how much different would it have been for Sunderland if they would have won that chicken trade, trade trophy? They lost uh, to Portsmouth, you know. But Portsmouth is another one, you know. You, like I yeah. said, they were in the Premier League. Now they're in League One. At least they've won. They won the FA Cup when they were in the championship. Uh, I mean, at least I they're mean, heading down. I mean, but... Sunderland, Sunderland has an FA Cup in your, in your lifetime because they won in 73. But that's, yeah. you have to go back a lot further from yeah. when they were – because they 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 made Brian Clough as a player, mm-hmm. so I mean that because he was that um, Northwest up there. Yeah, and that's he's another interesting one. But you know, the, seeing like the American teams, like the Phoenix, the Phoenix Rising owner is now the owner of Ipswich. Yeah, like okay, yeah, I mean it's crazy. I, uh, you buy into Ipswich because of Bobby Robson in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. People forget hey. that fell apart. Robson's Ipswich falls apart really quickly Yeah. in the early 80s. I just read, I, I was given by Pitch Publishing a box of books that's coming out. And one of them is uh, Bobby Robson's Newcastle Walk. About when he was in at Newcastle, that's great. I mean, you you get really get the feeling of what the what a great guy Bobby was, and it just yeah. that's how everybody talks about it. But you you get the feeling with a lot of these owners is and Bobby's Bob, oh no, Bobby died what oh nine and he had been Something out like four years before that, so it's a different game now. But at the same point, you see how many people go through these teams and chop, chop, keep. Instead of getting a established system all the way through, that's mm-hmm. how Brentford pulled themselves up. Yeah. That's how, I mean, who would think that Bielsa would still be there, what, four years in? Oh, at least, oh I know. Uh, everyone assumed when they didn't get promoted that first year, hell, I assumed the same thing. That he was just going to be gone, but 
he had a project and he was hell bent on finishing the project. And now look at him. You know, they don't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon. So no, I mean uh, he's still there. Yeah, and that's incredible. I mean, <laughs> you would have thought you would have thought by now, Arsenal. I mean, Tottenham's replaced a couple managers in his time. But someone would have come in for him, going, "All right." Well, some of that I think like Everton would have come yeah. in for him. I think some of that comes down to those coaches looking at the history of some of these clubs and how they deal with managers and saying, you know what, because if I learned anything, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Because look at Pochettino. Maybe if he stays at Southampton, he doesn't have to deal. I mean, he has a, he had a good run at Tottenham, so that's not really fair. I mean, he did have a good run until they decided to get rid of him uh, after not winning the Champions League and then kind of having a little hangover the next year. Which would mm-hmm. be understandable, uh, and then there, he's gone, and he hasn't surfaced anywhere. Pochettino, uh, he's yeah. at PSG. He's oh, at PSG. okay, there you he's go. He's been at PSG for like the last half of the oh, year. Since, uh, yeah, he took over for Tuchel. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of that comes down to the like you know we see these guys oh they lose a game and then uh, oh we got to get rid of him you know he's he's rubbish you know that's the English you know the English don't enjoy football they don't they're either ah it's brilliant or it's rubbish you know and i think they prefer to bitch personally if you ever see uh the movie um fever pitch you know oh yeah with arsenal not the baseball one but you see the kid in the pub you know with all the old you know it's one of his first games and he's sitting in the pub and hears all the old arsenal guys you know drinking pints and smoking and and uh they're talking about the team, and all they're doing is bitching. Oh, they're, it's shit. It's rubbish. It's horrible. Nothing positive. And then they go to the game, and back to, you know, win or lose, back to the pub, and nothing positive ever. And even when I was at the Villa game, uh, you know, when they pulled it out, the draw, everyone was excited. But that whole game, everybody was mad. <laughs> the whole game. They're all, ah, oh, it's rubbish. They're leaving in the first half, you know. Like, come on, guys. You know, this is supposed to be fun. You know, I've been at games where my team has played like shit, and I have never wanted to leave early. No. Only time I wanted to leave early was that Man United friendly because it was so horrible. Uh, but I figured if the guys can endure it, so could I. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's fun. For, that's my relaxation. You know, guys, come on. Maybe that's how they relax. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, my trips to England have always been like on holiday. I haven't lived a lot with the working class of England, so maybe that is how they relax. Uh, come home and they're all happy because they get all their aggression out. Uh, who knows? <laughs> so, but yeah, it, was, it was crazy how negative everything was, you know. But yeah, exactly. And I, I get that. I get the same feeling about that when you saw. England make the Euro Cup final, and it basically go down to exploit. Yeah. I mean, if they had won that, and I hope, I hope that, I hope that side gets something eventually, because I'm even sick of hearing about fucking 1966. Yeah. At this point, I'm not even English. <laughs> I at least I don't think I am. God yeah. There's, there's some. I mean, we're all mulatto at some. point. But yeah. when they lost, I'm looking online going, oh, this is going to be fun. 
I'm yeah, pretty much. I'm sitting in a hundred degree weather in Santa Fe, going, "This is not going to be fun." So yeah, I mean, anyway, it's if it if it if that game showed anything, because I said that at the beginning of the tournament, you know, I said, "Ah, oh, man." Someone asked me, "Who do you who do you think is going to win the Euros?" And at that time, I figured if I had to put money on, I would have said France because they have, you know, they have all the horses. But like I said, uh, Italy is hard to beat in tournament setups because they're just built to play in tournaments. They, they, you know, they, they get that goal and they defend like, you know, if if they would have defended like that in World War Two, it maybe it'd have been a different outcome, you know. But they've always they're just built for tournaments and they win tournaments all the time. Uh, it's not an accident they've won so many World Cups because they just know how to play in tournaments. And when it got to penalties, you know, I, at that time, I figured, oh, Italy's got it. I didn't realize uh, it would have been, you know, because England and penalties, they just have a bad relationship. So as an English fan, you know that going in. So give those guys a break, man. And the kids, who and who knows who would step up? A lot of times, you know, some want to step up, some don't, you know. Um, yeah, exactly. Those kids are not like, they are. those kids are wonderkins. You know, it's not like those kids aren't great players yeah you know I have a different view of, of Pickford because he took Virgil van Dijk out last year and uh, I know yeah. the Everton side is thinking and all the others are like well Liverpool always complains yeah that happens to Chelsea that's leading national news and I listen to talk sport in the morning so I mean I know what I, I know where I'm going yeah it's I I dread it. I like I haven't listened to anything English in two weeks after this. I'm sure I'm well at them bitching and moaning, but still, I mean, it would have been fun. But of course, I like seeing Italy win because that that means Richard Carmen and Frank Trevillo of um, Serie A sit down are happy people. And yeah. now Frank has seen Milwaukee Bucks win the, the NBA title, so he's an extra happy man now. Yeah. Uh, get AC Milan to be back to be being good. So that yeah, I'm part Italian. I'm part English. I I can I I was good either way. <laughs> yeah, but, me know. too. I mean, I looked at it either way. I'm like, whatever. It's not. It's not. As soon as Denmark went out, I still need that. I, I, still I wanted need to Denmark that. to win. That was the team I was rooting for. Yeah. You know. That's but, like me. That's like the last retro jersey I need right there. Mm. That Denmark jersey from the night, yeah, 80s, 90s, because that thing is just first class. Mm-hmm. And the and the manufacturers know it. Because yeah. I look at the I look at the markup on it and I go, "You assholes, <laughs> you yeah, assholes. It's a hundred and fifty dollars to get that damn thing over here." Yeah, yeah, I could go to Crystal Palace. I. I went to Crystal Palace, got a, got a jersey for twenty bucks, mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. Went to Southampton, did the same thing, twenty bucks. Went, got the um, Daryl Grove Wolverhampton jersey. Mm-hmm. I think that was about fifty. It was, the, and the Villa one I just got. I got a yeah. um, Villa nineteen. The UEFA Cup one. It's yeah. It's it's, it's, nice. it's not nice in the summer. It's not nice in the summer with that one, but no. 
But no, those really nice ones that all of us want to get, I'm going to mark them up up for Wazoo. Yeah. Oh, as you know, I mean, you've got a house full of jerseys. I'm mm. sure you have a pretty penny in a couple of those. Oh, yeah. It's I've been I've been good lately. I haven't bought that many because I look I, there are not many that I want to get when I because a lot of times I go hit the thrift stores and see what I can find. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll you know, if I if there's one I really want, then I'll, I'll go to eBay and see if I can find it. And then at the last resort, if I just still am desperate, then I go to like team stores or stuff like that. You know, I haven't bought the Hendrix uh, Sounders kit yet. That thing's way too expensive. So, you know, it looks cool. It's funny. When they, uh, you know, the you know what I'm talking about, the little purple one. Because when I first yeah. saw it, it's one of those I saw in the picture. I went, oh, man, that's ridiculous. Are you kidding me? This, it's one of those kind of, there's been a few like that. I see the mock-up and said, oh, man, that looks horrible. Then I actually see it on somebody. said, actually, that looks really cool. Because sometimes the picture you can't tell. You have to actually see somebody wear it. And say, oh, man, that looks really cool. So I do want one. Yeah. I just haven't got around to it yet. I, only, I mean, yeah. I have. All those Sounder shirts I have, only one has the new uh, sponsor on it. They're all Xbox. Only one Zoo Lily. So the T-Mobile yeah, one, I, that one I had to get. You know, the purple and black, or the pink and black, the T-Mobile shirt. Uh, and uh, yeah, that one I finally bought. So I got it cheap. Yeah, wait- granted, it doesn't have stars on it, but that's all right. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm, wait- I'm waiting until I lose more weight because I do need a flamenco hollow one mm-hmm. so my, my flamenco one is great but i can't wear that one at work because it does have a cobble so oh, but yeah. anyway we're kind of rambling here a little bit uh, all right i'm sure we'll be back on pretty soon who knows uh, something will peek on and i'll text Duffy. but you know it was fun after a month to be back on talking to yeah. people talking it so was. We have to do this. We have to do this a little bit more often. Yeah, so. sure. I'm a game. Yeah. You know me. I'm always game. Exactly. Yeah. So that makes it that makes it much easier. So anyway, I'm gonna to sign off. We will cut this. It'll be up sometime. I'm probably not gonna remember what to do tonight, and I'll still not remember after a cup of coffee in the morning because. Every time I nothing edit, super it's, topical, so it won't, it'll be okay. You know, it'll age yeah. well. So yeah. Like we both do, we both age better than what our actual IRS number say <laughs> we are. Yeah, there so, you go. Anyway, um, talk to you guys again later.